This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. British Prime Minister Harold Wilson famously noted that a week is a long time in politics. That has certainly been the case with President Donald Trump. Earlier this week, he had his first presidential debate against Joe Biden. The debate has roundly been described as chaotic, following a series of bitter exchanges and name-calling between the two presidential candidates. And now, Trump has tested positive for COVID-19. I am both delighted and grateful to have electoral analyst Wayne Sussman with me to provide some objective analysis on what the implications of this are for the upcoming American elections. Wayne, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Cherise. It's quite unbelievable what has transpired in the last week. It is one hears about an October surprise. We had two late September surprises, and we've certainly uh, come into Friday with a major October surprise. When shall we start with the debate? I wonder how many of the listeners woke up uh, in the early hours of Wednesday morning, and I wonder how many of the listeners who woke up to tune in on Wednesday morning regret what they witnessed because there was a lot of shouting, a lot of interruption, a lot of disruption. But let's take a step back and let's remind ourselves of where we are in the race. So Donald Trump, the President of the United States, um, came into these debates lagging behind Joe Biden in the opinion polls. And this was a major opportunity for him to show up Joe Biden's deficiencies and close the gap with Joe Biden. And I would say that there's very little chance that he would have closed the gap after his performance in the in the debate on uh, Tuesday night, early hours of South Africa, Wednesday morning. Uh, Trump kept on going after Biden, kept on disrupting him. He also had a very terse and tense um exchange with Chris Wallace, the host from Fox News. And let's remind ourselves that Fox News is a news channel which is far more partial to the Republican Party and Donald Trump than most other networks, the United major networks in the United States of America. So I think that Trump will be angry uh, that he wasn't able to close the gap. Um, I think his strategy in keep on trying to disrupt Joe Biden was to try and make Biden stutter or stammer or just throw him off course. We know that Biden uh, is known for his gaffes, and there are very few gaffes, if any memorable ones, on Tuesday night. So I think that Trump will now have to wait in quarantine, by the way, in isolation for two weeks while he re- convalesces and recovers, but also have to prepare uh, for the next debate, which is in two weeks' time. So there's a lot of work for him to do. Wayne, we also saw the nomination of Amy Coney, Coney Barrett this week for Supreme Court judge. So there are a lot of major events this week. Uh, this is the one where Trump and his supporters and his party, let me rather say Trump and his party, might have some advantage. He nominated Amy, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, she was one of the two front runners and she was expected on Friday, um, afternoon, South African time last week to become the nominee and he nominated her. This is someone who is conservative, um, polar opposite to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but has a very good, um, 
legal track record. And I think Trump and the Republican Party's thinking, certainly someone like Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the Senate, is to push through this nomination. Because right now, even though the Republicans don't control the Congress, they control the Senate and they control the White House. So here they are going to push through someone as quickly as possible and hope that it gins up the Republican base, certainly the evangelical base. But at the same time, while Amy Coney Barrett might be an impressive, uh, an impressive person in the American legal fraternity, she is someone who the liberals will not be very excited about because the liberals will now see that the Supreme Court is going to be six conservatives and three liberals. And I think that this will drive turnout amongst liberals and progressives. Liberals and progressives sometimes refer to Joe Biden as moderate Joe or centrist Joe. But I think that they realize now that they have to vote for Joe Biden uh, in early November. They can't stay at home. They can't vote for the small Green Party, which is another party on the ballot. They have to come out in their numbers and vote for Biden and also hope that the Democrats win the Senate. Another big issue that needs to be looked at are Trump's tax returns. So that is correct. So on Saturday, we learned about Amy Coney Barrett, and I think it was Sunday. So much has happened in this past week. The New York Times bro- broke the story of Donald Trump's tax returns. And often, Sharice, if I just am allowed to ten, um, quickly make a comparison with South Africa, we have a lot of corruption cases in South Africa. But I think one of the reasons why um, – the South African public was so outraged about the PPE um, tender scandals was because it's tangible for South Africans that they are able to deal. Uh, they come, they think about PPE every single day of their lives. Now let's quickly segue back to America. That number. Okay. So we hear about people avoiding tax. We hear about people's battles with the internal revenue service in America but the number which is going to stick in people's mind is $750. That is what Trump paid in his tax return. That number is way lower than any minimum income worker. It's way lower than the American policeman, than the American fire, um, uh, the, the American firefighter. So I do think that this shows up Trump either in two ways. One as someone who sees himself like other elitists as above the law, as not willing or wanting to pay tax. And then the other scenario, which I think is very bad for his image, as this is a billionaire. This is someone who's uh, hosted The Apprentice. This is someone who has gold fittings in his living room and his bar and his bathroom. Is seen to have running a lot of businesses which are losing a ton of money. So whatever way you look at it, Either scenario is, one, the sky is simply not paying tax while working class Americans are paying tax, or that he's not as successful businessman he purports to be. So I do think that this is a very bad story for Donald Trump, but so much has happened since that story. Uh, again, uh, the validity of the elections, which is something we'll come back to in, I'm sure, future episodes, the debate, and now – the, him testing positive for coronavirus. So maybe 
the one upside for him is that people will forget about the story because there's so much news happening right now. Wayne, just before we say goodbye to the debate and focus on the implications of COVID-19, this was the first of four debates. If this one set the tone for the others, do you think Americans are going to tune in? Or, I mean, what is the feeling regarding the debates going forward? We first need to focus on the next one. It's in two weeks from now. I, I do think that the president will want to participate. He is happy with the format of the debate. He's happy for it to continue uh, like this. Uh, and I, I don't see why Joe Biden should fear going to, to, uh, to a debate with him. But I, I think the moderators will have to be tougher um, Biden also interrupted and spoke over Trump and the moderator at times. So there are going to be stricter rules of engagement the next time around. And I, I think they'll seriously have to consider muting the mic of the person who's not speaking. Uh, um, I mean, there was a memorable line of Biden in the debate, and I'm not going to get it right. I'm paraphrasing, like, won't you just shut up, man? Um, because, ooh, won't you just shut up, man? Uh, where Biden just couldn't take it anymore. So I do think that both parties will have to agree to some modifications for the next debate. It didn't make good for good television. It didn't make for good listening. And I think certainly some people must have switched off because it was just too much. Social media playing itself out in the debate stage. Quite worrying. I mean, almost comical at some level if it weren't so serious. Wayne, COVID-19 has um, struck the Trump household. What are the implications of that? Well, the president goes into isolation immediately. Remember one thing you have to give Donald Trump credit for. He has tremendous energy. He loves campaigning. He loves the speeches. Um, and he's already been at a disadvantage with us, with him ha being have have, having to do this in smaller audiences. One of the reasons why we knew that this Trump phenomenon was something to behold in 2016 was because all over America, he was pulling in these large crowds. So now he's denied that opportunity. So who's going to step into the gap? I mean, maybe, I don't think it's his style to do Zoom campaign events. So will Vice President Mike Pence uh, st really step into the campaigns where Trump was scheduled to visit? Will his family members start acting as surrogates for him? I can only see it um, as a disadvantage for Trump. And one's also going to remember that he's, even though he's this fit, uh, seemingly fit, energetic man, let me rather say energetic man, um, he's over the age of 74. Uh, so, I mean, one must hope that the side effects are not too bad. And also remember, he has had this very difficult relationship with the virus. He, those press conference, this brings back memories to those early press conferences, which I don't think were good for him. We had some wild theories about how to treat the virus. This brings back those clips of him saying that Biden takes wearing masks too seriously. So, the optics of this are not too good. I think that Vice President Pence um, and the family are going to have to step in here and go and campaign in certain areas. And I, again, I just look at this saying he, time is running out. I think it's 32 or 33 days now before the election. And this event, again, prevents him from closing the gap with him and Joe Biden.
So it's really not good for the president. It's been quite an exciting election run-up. Um, you, you know, you talk about Dr. The surprises. I mean, they just keep keep on coming. What do you anticipate for the week ahead? I want to see the polls uh, after the debate. I want to see how the public deals with him testing positive for coronavirus. And obviously, with Joe Biden, can he go another week without making a serious gaffe? And as I said, if he holds on to that lead... Um, the closer we get to the elections, the less um, undecided voters there will be. And that ultimately, in my mind, pay, plays in Biden's hand. So, look, I don't expect the next week to be as uh, as chaotic and monumental as this past one has been. But there's a lot happening, and I'm sure what we can't even envisage or imagine is going to happen. It's going to be a very exciting week ahead, and I look forward to speaking to you next Friday. So thank you very much, Wayne. Just to remind you, Wayne is, that's Wayne Sussman, and he is an election enthusiast and writes regularly on the subject for the Daily Maverick as well as papers.